Welcome to Juju Nomad Mastery Podcast. And the podcast where I teach you how to make money while traveling in the world. Here's your co-host, Ricky Shetty. Thank you, thank you. Thank you to our lovely co-host, Rianne Shetty. She's learning podcasting and interviewing people, and she loves talking to our podcast guests, so she might be popping in and out as we do this interview here. Actually, we're actually traveling around Central America currently. We've been traveling overland from Mexico into Belize. We're currently in Guadalajara, a beautiful place called Lake Adilan, which is a lake surrounded by beautiful volcanoes. So if you want to follow on a journey, make sure you check it out at Daddy Blogger World Tour and daddyblog.com to see all of our pictures, videos, and blog posts. And as we're traveling, we actually love interviewing fellow travelers, fellow entrepreneurs, and especially fellow dads. And I actually have a dad on the show today. Who's a dad of five kids? Uh, he's an entrepreneur, world traveler, and he's created a, mar- a remarkable app. It's a social media app for kids called Kudos. So we're going to be finding out all about Kudos. Before we do, we're going to be finding out a little bit more about the founder and CEO Ali, who's actually from Norway but currently living in the U.S. Uh, just outside of San Francisco. So Ali, how are you doing over there in beautiful California today? You know, in beautiful California today, it's very foggy. Uh, uh, but it's nice. It's very nice. A nice temperature, and um, I still haven't left for work. So I'm sitting home, uh, enjoying my coffee, uh, quite in the house. Uh, so yeah, it's good. Great. Uh, so before we get into kudos, I'd love to, to know you a little bit better as a dad, as an entrepreneur. So maybe you can share a little bit about yourself, your family, and more about yourself. Yeah. Well, um, um, I'm a um, I, I, I am a person with a lot of things going on in my life. Um, I I, uh, I, um, I like to explore things, and I think that's uh, something all of my kids has in common with me. Um, but I'm a I'm a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I have started several companies before I started this one. Uh, I have a, I have also a couple of failures on my back, so I know how that feels. Uh, and that, that could be pretty diff- difficult to put it that way. Uh, it, because it affects family and close with everyone you have involved and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's, it's pretty hard, but it's, it's a tough learning. Uh, and I think all of the experience I have as a dad, uh, four girls and one boy, um, teenage girls as well. Um, I, and all, all, all the startup experience I have with me, I think that is a, is a good kind of set, setting for, for, for starting kudos. So kind of like it's, it's kind of a good base for starting kudos. It is amazing you have five kids. I have three of them and I find it super hard to juggle all my priorities of uh, work and uh, business and travel and uh, you know being married and having those five kids. Uh, sorry, three kids. So I can just imagine with five it's uh, uh, quite difficult but definitely uh, the challenges are there but also the blessings. So tell us about your five kids and some of your travels because we love to cover both travel and business on our podcast and video cast. So tell us about some of your favorite travel memories with you and your family. Yeah, um, we have we have um, falling in love in a special island in Greece, actually. So we've been there more than 10 times. Uh, it's called Skiathos. Uh, it's a beautiful small island that is just, I think it's... Um, from one end to the other end is like 50 miles. So it's, it's a very small island. And uh, it has an airport, a lot of beautiful beaches. We have been there many, many times, as, it's, as I said. Uh, but we have mostly, since we're in Norwegian, you mostly travel either by car in Scandinavia, you go to UK, or you travel in, in Europe. 
but um, probably besides Greece, which I love, uh, and America, of course, it's fun to explore this country because it's amazing. So many, so diverse, and you know, every you can you can see absolutely everything. Imagine sitting here in California, don't, you don't have anything dangerous and you go to Florida, then you have snakes and spiders and crocodiles and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of in the same country. It's a big country though, but, uh, uh, but uh, probably my favorite place is Italy. I have to say, driving around in Italy and see all the old architecture and kids can enjoy the ice cream and you know, that's, that is amazing. Yeah, there's definitely so many beautiful places in the world. America, there's so many places you can just spend a lifetime exploring all the different states and all. So, yeah, we both have that common passion for travel, for our families, and also for entrepreneurs. <laughs> so, Ali, uh, tell us a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. So, you said uh, you've uh, been an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, failed a lot. And, you know, that's uh, definitely a part of the business journey, failing, learning from your mistakes, and, uh, you know, obviously improving them and working on your next one. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey until now. Yeah, I, I, I started pretty young. I Actually, when I was five years old, I, I remember talking to my, telling the guy at the local store to put his logo on his plastic bags when he put out groceries too. So my brain has always been kind of attached that, is there an opportunity here? Is there an opportunity somewhere? Can I, can I improve something? What can we do better? But that combined with customer experience, that kind of making things that people like has always been things that I, or people, making things that people like or making things that people find useful has kind of always been what I want to do. And I, what I always has done. And so I started my first startup in, in um, 1998, I think. Uh, it was, <laughs> I was kind of curious about, you know, before antivirus and all that kind of stuff, you could download all these Trojans, Trojan horses and you can kind of spoof around on your, your colleague's computer or you can mess with them. You could play sounds and you can open internet pages and stuff like that. So I, I realized that data, data security was kind of, that, that was an opportunity. So I started a, a, a hacker company, to put it that way. We did audits, uh, security checks for big companies. And uh, that went profitable pretty fast. Uh, we got a lot of clients. Uh, we didn't have to kind of sell to get customers. We, we is always referral, referral, referral. And I kept that for two years, and then someone offered a very pretty price uh, to buy it. The first lesson from that one was that they paid in shares, uh, and those shares were blocked for like nine months, I think. And in in that nine months, this company who was uh, spending money like crazy, they went bankrupt. So okay, then lesson number one: don't accept only payments if you sell a company with shares. And then I started a recruiting company for public sector in Scandinavia that I led, that I kept running for almost seven years, where I helped uh, like local city police departments, universities, um, schools, everything to university to to hire uh, to go through all the recruiting process and hire people. So it's it's kind of totally different from the hacker company. But it was a very nice experience. Yeah, very profitable company, and we sold it sold it in two thousand. Uh, me and my colleagues, uh, it did 2006, the year 2006, 2007, to a, a, to a, a, a listed company in Norway. And then the failure started a little bit. Then I had a, then I had a couple of apps 
that are made for sports teams, not, not just one app for sports teams, that when iPhone came, I, uh, I'm, we made a generic app for sports teams, had agreements all over Europe with, with, with the elite soccer teams. Uh, and uh, when iPhone came, I misjudged how big iPhone actually was. Yes, they had 5% of the market, but actually of the revenue, they had 90%, right? And we didn't know that. So we made a mistake and that, that went bankrupt. That was a hard one. And then I started an insurance company. Uh, so <laughs> from, from hacking to, from hacking to, to uh, security, I mean, hacking security to recruiting, and then some apps to insurance was pretty fun, but the insurance was based on an idea, pay as you drive. So you pay per, per miles as long as you go along the road, and if you go from here to San Francisco at 8 o'clock in the morning, you pay a little bit more than if you go at 10 o'clock. You pay for the risk you represent where you are. But we were probably a little bit too early, but um, that company, I sold my shares in 2012, 2013, and it's still running with more than 100 and. 20 employees, so it's, it's a good company. Uh, but every the synergy of all this is is that every startup I've done has been a kind of a positive thing or someone that people need. Some sometimes very early. That's probably my the things I have to take always take care of. That I'm always a little bit too early with that with the ideas and uh, my visions. So I have to kind of step back always and listen to the people that around me that say I'm stupid. <laughs> so, so, but that's, that's, that's fun though. Um, so <clears throat> since 2012, when the idea of Kudos started, uh, I have been working with that. Uh, actually, since 2012, oh my goodness, that's five years, six years soon. Uh, it was late 2012 also, yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing a, a little bit of your background there. You're definitely a trailblazer and a visionary. So we'd love to cover uh, Kudos in a lot more detail. So it's basically a social media app for kids. And, uh, you know, kids nowadays, there's a lot of uh, blessings with social media, but also a lot of threats. So I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, the history of Kudos. Uh, tell us about your thought process and what made you actually start up uh, this amazing social media app. Uh, it's, it's actually started with my son. He, he wanted to go on Instagram. Uh, he wanted to do what he saw his sisters and his dad and mom and everyone else was doing. He wanted to to explore the world. He wanted to share. He also wanted to have a place to go. So he asked me actually 10 times to go on Instagram, 15 times. And actually one day he said, uh, that's his, your startup, dude. Can't you make me one? He, I, I don't, he, he didn't say exactly like that, but he, he kind of said, can, can, you, can you do something for me here? Can you help me here? And then for for a month or two, this was spinning in the back of my head, and I started to read a little bit articles, and I, I of course, knew about the growing problem with bullying. And I also knew about the pushed and polished front end that social media is creating, and people sitting back home and think that's everyone's living their normal life, right? Because they only see the nice nice part of their life. And uh, so so we, we all were already aware of that back then, uh, but... Uh, you couldn't stop it. Kids are online. They're more tech savvy than we are. And they know more about user interface and user experience than we will ever do. And um, so based on that, and that it was 700 million kids in the entire world that want to share, they want to draw, they want to take pictures, but they want to feel safe. And they want to use their phone or tablet 
we have given them one, so we can kind of we can't take it away. So that that was the basic start. So tell us a little bit about how uh, you got it into uh, you implemented it. So it's one thing you have this brilliant idea, whole other uh, process to actually get it out there to the marketplace. So tell us about that process. <laughs> it's been a fun process and a very timely process. Uh, but because all this started as a passion for doing something better for the world, it still is though. <clears throat> but you know, we realized down there very soon that this could be kind of a very profitable company without making anything, giving kids uh, ads or charge for the for the app and stuff like that. We we could kind of make this a very good and interesting company without without messing up with the safety. But we build everything from scratch. And uh, we have been live since 2014 with an MVP. Uh, and the reason for that is we didn't want to add, we didn't want to do like all, all the other social media and add all these uh, viral features that you just boomed right away. Because then we then we would just copy the other Got it, guys. We we needed to think different. We needed to find some other signals that actually kids want to uh, another because at the end of the day you need you need you need revenue to survive. You need uh, growth uh, and you, you need a you need a good team. So you need to find all this stuff. And of course we can copy Instagram, copy Instagram and Facebook, and then add all this tag a friend and blah 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 and all this invite stuff. But then we would be just a ripoff, and that's. That was kind of the basic idea. We didn't want to be that. We want to be a safer place. We want to add the mechanisms that kids feel comfortable about. We didn't want them like, like, like young girls when they post on social media, they post with fear. Actually, they share about their life, but they share with a little sense of fear. It's not supposed to be that. Kids are kids. They're supposed to be happy and share about, because let, if you give your daughter a piece of pen and some paper, she, she Throw, throw out 200 drawings in 10 minutes, right? Yes. They want, they, they're, they're playful, they're engage, they want to be engaged. So <clears throat> so we were live with an with app a long time, built from scratch, native code, in the marketplace, front-end and back-end. We needed AI to kind of handle all the mechanisms because when, when the kids post stuff, we have to review it. Uh, we're using machine learning, we, we're using a lot of filters, and we use people 24-7 to kind of review it. But the building process here has been very interesting because since it's built from scratch, you learn a lot. Uh, and we have uh, tested probably 10 different development teams, outsourced to all kinds of places. <laughs> and and uh, at the end up, at the end of the day, keep them in-house, hire them, uh, and, uh, and, and develop slow and steady. So it's, it's kind of been a process of building the product, doing a, getting the right design, getting the right user interface. And we are <clears throat> we we did a relaunch of the of the um, of the design this summer. We're still we still in early access. We have just added like twenty five percent of the insanely cool features that we come over the next months that we have. But we have found some really really interesting stuff in our data points. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how it works. Uh, tell us about some of the major features and benefits and why kids are loving it so much. Uh, it's uh, still early access, though, um, so sometimes things don't work, but mo it, it does. It, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good app. Uh, it's, you download it as a user for the first time. Uh, you, you, the first thing you do, kind of you select, select what you're interested in. So when you, you, when you enter the 
platform for the first time, you have stuff that actually you like. Uh, you have to put in your age. You have to create a name. Actually, we, we make the kids create uh, use their own name because we don't have any geolocations or anything like that, but it's something about responsible sharing. If I share stuff online as from an account called Tablecloth, I can, it's easier for me to write by things. But if I, if I share stuff with my real name, you kind of, I learned I, I'm more responsible for what I'm sharing. And uh, young kids, they don't think like we do. They, uh, they don't actually, eight to nine year olds, they're worldwide, all the same. They're good people. It's, it's when we turn up to when, who we are, we turn into being not so good, but that, that's a different story. So, so all these safety mechanisms, COPPA compliance, very important. We, we, every day, every week, uh, every month, we kind of strive to be, to follow the regulations, uh, to make sure that we don't do anything wrong. Uh, so, so the kids go on, he registered, and he started to use the product for his first time, and he has a, a little bit set of features there. He invites his friend, he, or he has been invited from a friend. Uh, she posts a picture. Um, I can react to that post with kind of different positive reactions, not a negative reactions. Uh, and I can comment on this picture, but the comment is not live on if i comment on your picture it's not live on the app before you have approved the comment so it's kind of you you give a little bit of the moderation to the kids also by saying that the commenter knows that and the receiver knows that so you actually you have to think twice before you do that and then you actually since you have to think twice you attach an, a, a small piece of emotion to your communication because like now in social media generally it's so flat and by putting good vibes features, to put it that way, on a product, uh, I think we can change the world. Yes, we can definitely change the world and uh, create amazing uh, kids and uh, citizens who, who become good adults. You mentioned that. We, uh, actually, we have to, right? Exactly. We have to. It's our responsibility as parents to do that. So, uh, you know, as a, as a dad, uh, you know, as a parent, I think we have a lot of fears about online bullying and cyber stalking and, uh, you know, pedophiles and just crazy people on the internet. So how do you keep those crazy people out of something like kudos and how do you ensure that our kids are going to be safe using? I can never guarantee anything for sure. Uh, you can never do that. But I can, what I can guarantee you that we are so much safer than uh, the other adult alternatives out there. That mean that means that we have all these uh, safety features and and and, and the, the framework around it. Uh, what we do uh, normally, we look for abnormal behavior. That's one thing. Uh, the second thing we do is like pornographic content or violent or or like stuff like that is removed even before it hits the moderator team. Actually. So all, all content actually goes through the system. Nothing is left behind. Just 100% of everything that is produced in the app goes through moderation, several sets of moderation, either if it's a, a sentimental analysis system or like if you write bad words, you can't do that. It's not possible. Even the app says back to you that that's not possible. That's not a good word. Find something else. So all that kind of technology and then at the end, uh, at the end, it's still monitored by people. So by doing that, you kind of remove groomers that want to contact people uh, or um, 
or people who try to bully. So you, you pay attention to everything that's going on. That's the best thing we can do so far. Uh, I hope that kind of answered your question good enough. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for elaborating there. So if people wanted to, uh, you know, uh, download the app and uh, use it, uh, how can they do that? I Then it's just run into uh, Apple Store or Google Play and search for Kudos, and there it is. Or go to kudos.com, of course. You can, you can click on the links on the website and read a little bit more about the product, the team who runs it, because that is very important, um, backed by an enormous team. Uh, my, I'm my head of product. She's a former GM in Pixar. The guy who runs the business development. He's former the manager for business development for DreamWorks. So I, we have gathered kind of the people from the business to make sure that we create this entertainment platform cool enough. It is definitely cool enough. Uh, so tell us about uh, what is your vision for the future? Uh, you've been uh, at this idea and uh, you know implemented it, and now you're generating your users. Uh, tell us about the vision forward for Kudos. So now, since we have found the the path that that means that we don't have to do we don't have to kind of play with the dopamine or we, we don't have to kind of play with the bad things to to get the right users because we, the product we have if we ask all the kids in the world do you want it they will say yes mostly like not 100 percent but 99 percent i assume okay so what we are doing now we are in a few months we're starting scaling so we're starting uh, pretty rapid growth. Uh, we are adding some more features, some art, some AR, and some kind of fun stickers, animated stickers, and some, some special kind of image pictures and stuff like that. And then we um, are looking into connecting the platform with um, uh, third-party video content. And that's that's where kind of this big, 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 big thing is, is lying. Um, so we're trying to re revolutionize a little bit in the in the content plat in the content space. Awesome! Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing the future of Kudos. Uh, thanks so much for you know bringing into the marketplace and uh, ensuring our kids are safe and uh, connecting with other kids. So uh, good on you! Uh, thanks again, uh, Ole, for being on the interview. And uh, why do we close off by again? How can people uh, connect with you? Connect with Kudos? Download the app and uh, you know uh, get involved. If they have uh, good ideas or uh, feedback, please go to kudos.com. Either go to our Facebook page or, or Twitter account, uh, or just send an email on the website uh, and download the app, give us feedback, because every, every kind of feedback we can get, especially from parents, uh, the kids, we have more than enough feedback, to put it that way, uh, several hundred thousand beta users, and they write a lot, to put it that way. Uh, uh, so, especially parents, I would love to to have uh, to have feedback. So, if anyone wants to send me something, you can send it at ola at kudos .com and I will try to reply. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's great to chat with you uh, about travel, about kudos, about entrepreneurship, and much more. Looking forward to connecting again, Ole. Thanks, Ricky, and enjoy uh, Guatemala. Thank you so much. And uh, can you, you know, once again. Have the link below everyone so make sure you check out kudos make sure you check out us as well at daddyblogger.com as we travel around uh, south america and now central america and beyond uh, so thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of digital nomad mastery where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world but also how uh, you know introducing and featuring amazing technology amazing products amazing apps 
such as kudos. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch you in the next episode.